Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Been into the NBA this week. You had the debut of Zion Williamson. You get another dud of a performance by the Brooklyn Nets as the Lakers complete the New York sweep and With the NBA about to heat up, I figure we welcome in Mr. NBA, Mr. Hollywood. He's killing it right now on SiriusXM NBA Radio. My good friend, Justin Termini, he joins us here on The Fan. JT, what's happening, Hollywood? How are you? I'm doing well. Just starting up. I mean, I feel like I've been doing this now for three months. We started back in mid-October, so it's not just heating up for me. Well, I understand that, Mr. NBA. But be fair now, for a lot of us, especially here in New York City, where the Knicks are an embarrassment and a disgrace, when it comes to, like, getting involved and really immersing yourself in all of the storylines going on, JT, a lot of people always love to say the NBA season starts Christmas Day. Yeah, and that's that's a good point. I'm glad that you brought up the fact that I'm in Hollywood and that they're in New York. You don't get started until about this point because the only – I love New York City. I think it is the greatest city in the world, okay? I consider myself a New Yorker. This past year, I moved out to Hollywood. And believe me, I do not like Los Angeles as much as I love New York. Greatest city in the world. I was forced to by the basketball situation there in New York City. I was forced to move out here where I could actually watch some competent basketball being played. If they ever get a team back there, which I'm not counting on – I'll be living in the city again. Well, JT, I mean, think about what LA has right now with the Clippers and the Lakers and how much fun that could potentially be if they meet up in the postseason and in a scenario here. And look, I'm not going to rain on the Nets parade until I see what they look like with Kevin Durant because I wasn't one of these people sipping the Kool-Aid that they were going to be very good this year. We'll get to Kyrie Irving in a minute. But you think about what you're going to be involved with, Lakers, Clippers, two teams that are probably amongst basketball's best, aside from the Milwaukee Bucks, and then you have our situation here in New York, I'd rather be you. Yeah, no, I I agree. And you're right. Those are the two teams in the Western Conference. I mean, I think Utah is really good at the beginning of the season. I picked Utah to go to the NBA Finals, and they're like 18-2 and in their last 20 games. So they have a shot. But, yeah, I think uh, we'd probably be surprised if it's not Lakers-Clippers here uh, in late May. Okay, so if it's not going to be Lakers and Clippers, you think Utah is the team best equipped to, dare I say, disturb that? Yeah, I, I think that Utah, I mean, from what they do defensively, uh, and they've done defensively the last couple of years. And, like, I think the, the, the bandwagon here for, you know, you see the, the Lakers have all the publicity, and Anthony Davis is like a runaway train for defensive player of the year. He's not the defensive player of the year. The best defensive player in the NBA by far is Rudy Gobert. So they have the defense. Then they added Bogdanovich, uh, which opened up their biggest weakness with Donovan Mitchell taking all the shots. Uh, and, and really not being efficient. His efficiency has climbed. Mike Conley, if he gets back into the lineup and can be healthy, unlike the beginning of the year, I think they've got the best shot of coming out of the Western Conference if it's not one of those two teams. JT, let's get to Zion Williamson because I think a lot of people were dialed in on Wednesday, wanting to see what he would do in his NBA debut. And let's just say for some, they probably should stay off social media for at least three quarters. Like, let at least the guy play a game or a couple of games before we're going to have, like, the earth-shattering take one way or the other that he's going to be God's gift or that he's going to be a colossal bust. I thought people made total fools of themselves on Twitter because Zion did nothing for two quarters. 
But JT, anybody wondering about whether or not he translate in the NBA, you see him in that fourth quarter go off for 17 straight points, the excitement, the energy he plays with. To me, if you're an NBA fan, the idea of having Zion back and playing games, that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, I was bored out of my skull for three quarters there as well, and I had the Twitter fingers ready to go. I'm just glad that, that he turned the narrative around because today, you know how it is. Everybody likes blowing things out of proportion. It's just not people on Twitter. Like, it's legitimate media people. The next day, oh, well, they should have selected John Moran, or this guy's a complete boss. And I thought the most impressive part of what he was able to do yesterday wasn't even the fact that he hadn't really played highly competitive basketball in a game that meant something in, like, 10 months, right, since college, because summer league doesn't count, preseason doesn't count. Uh, the fact that he might have been out of shape because he hadn't played so long. I felt the most impressive part about that was all the pressure that was being put on him throughout the course of the day to live up to, let's be honest, I mean, probably Kareem and LeBron, not in regards to greatness, but as far as hype, I don't think he's going to be either one of those guys. It'd be crazy for me to say, but he lived up to the hype. I mean, he lived up to the moment and then some, and probably gave us the best two and a half minute stretch of basketball that anybody has given us this year. And think of all the, the talent we have in this league with Doncic and Giannis and LeBron. Nobody's played that good for a two and a half minute stretch. He did it in his first game with all that pressure. Just an amazing performance. JT, you buy the idea that Zion can be that sort of transcendent player in the league? Well, uh, you know, and I talked about this with Jay Billis today on our on our program with Eddie Johnson and myself on SiriusXM. Uh, and I asked him this question because me getting the sense of him coming out of college, there's been three guys that have won as freshmen the Naismith Award, okay, since 1977 when that award started, started coming out. It's been Kevin Durant, it's been Anthony Davis, and it's been Zion Williamson. Of those three, here's how I would order my confidence level with them coming out of college. Anthony Davis, I immediately knew that he was going to be transcendent. He was one. Kevin Durant was two. And Zion Williamson, three. So, and Jay Billis agreed with me. I think he's the third guy on that list. Obviously, last night, it almost like makes you look like an idiot. But again, it's one game. So, I was the most confident in Davis, then Durant, then Zion. So, there's still some concerns there with Zion. Like the jump shot, even though he was four for four from three yesterday, that would be a minor concern. Maybe the health. But uh, I think he can be great. I'm just not as confident he can be Anthony Davis or Kevin Durant. Justin Termi, Sirius XM NBA Radio. So, JT, you look at Zion Williamson, all the excitement he's going to bring. You look at John Moran, who to me is the runaway for rookie of the year. He's been spectacular for the Memphis Grizzlies. And then you get to the dumpster fire in town involving the New York Knickerbockers. And I don't want to unfairly put all of this on R.J. Barrett because it's not his fault. I mean, he's on a god-awful team. He has had moments but you look at the way the Knicks are run. There's a story that comes out earlier in the day that their front office had the audacity to think they were going to be a playoff team going into the start of the year. I mean, JT, I don't care if they spent 70 or $75 million. I don't care how bad the bottom of the Eastern Conference may be. I don't know how anybody could have looked at that roster and said, my goodness, the Knicks are going to be back playing meaningful postseason basketball this year. And if that's what the front office is thinking, my goodness, get every single one of those guys the hell out. Yeah, if, they, if that's how you're judging that roster, then then that's what needs to happen. you got to look in, your, in the mirror and say, this is clearly what we are. For example, the Washington Wizards are ahead of the Knicks in the standings, right? They hired a new GM this offseason, Tommy Shepard. What did Tommy Shepard say? Even though he's got Bradley Beal on his roster, okay, who's much five times better than anybody that's in a Knicks uniform for like the last 20 years. That's how good Bradley Beal is. And still, Tommy Shepard said, 
This year is not about wins and losses because we're not going to win a lot of games. This is about rebuilding and developing young players. That's with Bradley Beal on his roster. He knew they weren't a postseason team. Meanwhile, you got the Knicks who are going to go out and sign Julia. Ten guys for the same position. Julius Randle, Bobby Porter, Marcus Morris, Taj Gibson, go on and on and talk about the postseason. I mean, look yourself in the mirror, give an honest assessment. How are you supposed to accomplish anything if you can't honestly assess your own roster? So, yeah, I agree with you. That's a problem if you think that team is making the postseason. Do you get the sense at the end of this year they finally decide to clean house within the front office? We could talk about coaches. Look, David Fisdale's not a good head coach. David Fisdale was set up to fail. He had absolutely no chance with the roster. They've put a little bit better with Mike Miller. whoop de doo Now that they've taken it up a notch in competition, they're back to getting smoked on a nightly basis. But from what you're hearing around the league, could we finally be looking at the end of the Steve Mills regime as we know it? Yeah, I mean, that's what a lot of people are saying. And I'll, I'll tell you that I talked to a lot of former coaches and former people that have run through that organization. And to a T, none of them point the finger at James Dolan. They all think Dolan's great to work for. They have no issue with him. This is multiple guys that have been a part of that, uh, that, uh, that coaching uh, regime the last couple of years under Dolan's watch. They point to Steve Mills as the issue. Okay? They point to the front office. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's where it starts. That's where the change needs to come. And uh, if that happens, maybe you start to go in the right direction. But with Dolan, people that have worked there don't point the finger at him. I mean, and he's, he is willing to spend. So if Steve Mills makes the right draft pick, right, and is able to bring in the right people, Dolan's going to write the check. And I think that's more that you can ask for than a, a lot of other organizations out there where they might pinch pennies. Would you rather have an owner down in Oklahoma City with Clay Bennett who's going to go, you know what, I think we need to trade James Harden, even though he can be a transcendent talent, because we got to save a couple of dollars. And that happens elsewhere as well. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully the change is made in the front office. And according to a lot of people in the league, that's the issue. And, JT, that's how the Knicks are going to get good. I know everybody likes to fantasize about this guy coming or that guy coming. Until you go get yourself a John Morant, until you find that sort of talent within the draft, that's how you're going to get people back to Madison Square Garden. That's how you're going to attract players to come to Madison Square Garden by putting those pieces together. Well, how about this? How about let the fans make the next draft pick? Because I was in New York living, as you have been the last several years, when the, the draft of two years ago, right, 2018, took place. And what did the fans overwhelmingly say? They said, let's draft Michael Porter Jr., okay? Instead, they draft Kevin Knox. And you go, all right, well, we'll give Kevin Knox a shot. He was great in the summer league. Kevin Knox has, has done nothing there. I mean, he's shooting like 30-something percent. Meanwhile, Michael Porter, they take a shot on him in Denver. And what, he, what does he look like? When healthy, Michael Porter looks like he could uh, become, become a star. Uh, you know, become an all-star in the future. And, uh, you know, this is his rookie season. Kevin Knox is in the second. He has turned into nothing at this point. And the fans wanted uh, wanted uh, Michael Porter. So they should have made the pick two years ago. JT, as a guy who was for the Boston Celtics, how thrilled are you that Kyrie Irving is no longer a part of your team? Oh, what what a blessing. Unrootable <laughs> un, no, seriously, unrootable team. And I, I said it right at the beginning last year when Kyrie came out and said that he was coming back to Boston. I had heard that Kyrie was not going back to Boston. I mean, so I knew immediately, even after he made that statement, there was no way that Kyrie Irving was coming back to Boston. That was the most difficult Boston Celtics team to root for in my history of rooting for that organization. And he, he is one of the worst Boston athletes I think that we've ever seen. And it just goes to show you, like, 
Think about think about his hit. So he leaves Cleveland. Cleveland still went back to the NBA Finals. He gets hurt in Boston. They go all the way to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Game 7 without him of the Eastern Conference Finals. By the way, a game he didn't sit on the bench for after talking all season how he was a leader. The biggest game of the lives of Jalen Brown, of Jason Tatum, of Brad Stevens' coaching career. He's not on the bench supporting his team against his former team where he could have offered a little tidbit and, hey, this guy likes to do that, this guy likes to do this. Uh, wasn't sitting on the bench. He comes back the following year. It was a complete disaster. They lose in the second round in five games where they didn't even show up, and he got his butt kicked. He leaves along with Al Horford, which should make it even worse because now they have no defensive center, and the Celtics somehow get better. He goes to Brooklyn. He plays the first couple of weeks there before another injury in a long line of injuries because he can't stay healthy. He's missed 150-plus games throughout the course of his career. The team stinks initially. He gets hurt. They play almost 500 basketball. He comes back. The team starts losing again. They start losing again. He points the finger. Ever since he's pointed the finger at everybody else, he's got the worst plus-minus on the team in the last couple of the games. You can't make it up with Kyrie Irving. And I don't even know what the biggest issue is. Is it the stupid stuff that he says, which he spent the last week comparing himself to Dr. J and Martin Luther King, not to mention throwing anyone under the bus. So is it his stupid stuff that he says, the leadership? Is it his play not translating to wins? Or is it the fact that he just can't stay healthy? I mean, they've experienced all the bad things here in Brooklyn that come along with Kyrie. Kyrie Irving, but hey, you got a dribbling display, so that's great, I guess. He's tough to take. He's tough to root for, and you know what, JT? When I hear him basically saying, this is how I should be running the team, this is what we need, hold on a second. They just went out and gave you big money. Isn't it your job to get a team to a certain point? I get it. Kevin Durant is not there, and we'll judge him entirely once Kevin Durant is back, but my goodness, to come into a good organization and be the mouthpiece saying, we need this and we need that, I mean, my goodness, dude, who the hell are you? Yeah, no, I agree. And then Durant's in for a rude awakening, and he's one of the top two or three players in the league. But if he thinks playing next to Kyrie Irving is going to be as easy as playing next to Steph Curry, who is not just a completely better player than Kyrie Irving, but also just a fantastic, like one of the, him and Lillard are probably the two best leaders in the sport in regards to just, uh, just, you know, bringing teams together. They don't need the basketball. They enjoy other people's success. Like it's going to be a rude awakening for Durant playing next to him. JT, final one. Who is the biggest piece that could be a real difference maker at this year's trade deadline? Like, you think about the Western Conference. The Clippers, to me, are still the team to beat, but the Lakers are there. You mentioned the Utah Jazz. Who is the guy that could get moved here that could really swing that pendulum? Is there somebody that comes to mind? Well, I think before New Orleans got back into it, right, and started to feel good about themselves, like J.J. Redick just as like a shooter or even a Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday would have been the best player available. I guess if Oklahoma City wants to move, like Chris Paul's not going to move, but if they were to move like a Gallinari, uh, then he would make a huge swing. Even when I look at like the bigger names that are out, oh, Kevin Love, uh, Andre Drummond, I think there's two guys actually on those teams that would make a bigger difference. Maybe a Tristan Thompson in Cleveland is more attractive than Love because of the contract, and he brings a lot more to you in Hustle. And he, you know, he fits into a team concept a little bit better without having to change your game a lot. And then maybe Derrick Rose in Detroit, who's now got 10 consecutive 20 point games. That's the longest streak that he's had since his MVP season back in 2011. Uh, and, you know, it's just the impact he can make on a team like Philadelphia, who's looking for a point guard, perhaps, or the Lakers, where the one weakness I would say that the Lakers have had so far is their point guard play because Mondo hasn't been fantastic. So, you know, those might be the two guys, Kristen Thompson and Derrick Rose, despite the fact that everybody's talking about Kevin Love and Andre Drummond from those same two teams. 
the tremendous Justin Termini, Mr. Hollywood of Sirius XM NBA Radio. Justin, I love the fire on Kyrie Irving. You got to next time tell us how you really feel. I mean, let me tell yeah, you. No, you know, definitely. And just a message for all the ladies. I'll be back in uh, the New York area in April. So, oh, there uh, you have don't, it. Don't worry. Huh? Get your popcorn yeah, ready, as they say. Yeah, the Upper exactly, East Side and the Upper West Side be waiting for them. I guarantee you, the ladies be lining up for that guy. Justin, all the love, my friend. We will chat soon. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, all right? All right, JJ. Thanks for having me on. Bye. There you have it. The great Justin Termini. Ladies, beware. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.